All right. Hello, home service pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 122. Today, we've got a special guest on the show, Mr. Brandon Says of NCB Mechanical, November Charlie Bravo Mechanical out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Got uh, 70 plus reviews on Home Advisor, 4.8 star rating, 40 plus on Google, five stars. Got great reviews on Yelp and Facebook. We're happy to have them. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be on here and uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, cool beans. Well, we appreciate you coming on. All right, let's dive right in. So tell us what you do, who you do it for, where you do it. Yeah, so we're out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We do anything residential, heating, cooling, plumbing, and drains. Our target demographic, realtors, homeowners, tenant, landlord, property management. We've done some work on some restaurants as well as some small commercial jobs as well. So anybody nice. in a home or, or in a small building, that's our main category right there. Nice. I like how you uh, you go in after realtors and property managers. So that's smart. They're a good one. Realtors have been a huge. When we first started out, realtors are probably our one of our main customers. So they've been great. You know, especially when they get home inspections or for sewer scopes and different things like that. They've been huge for us. Yeah, that's super important for every home buyer out there. Should never purchase a home without a, a sewer inspection, camera inspection. Yeah. You know, that regular home inspection does not cut it, right? No, it doesn't. I mean, I've been doing this long enough that the home inspections don't really cover anything. They cover a a hole in the wall or something like that, but they're never very specific as far as the mechanics of the house, you know, heating, cooling, plumbing stuff. It's never very accurate when they call something out. Yeah, 100%. It's really just a cursory look at uh, really all systems, electrical, HVAC. Plumbing for sure, and the sewer line. There's some nightmare stories I've heard myself from plumbing clients who, you know, a home buyer just bought a house, didn't know, didn't inspect it, and now they've got a five figure sewer repair or read line or replacement yeah. job, you know, right after yep. they bought the house. Those are your biggest costs of repairs is, is the mechanical systems and different things like that, you know. Yeah, 100%. So, so do you go like to the local realtors groups and speak to them as a whole or what's your marketing to the realtors there? No, that that's a great question. But um, basically, I've been doing this. I was in HVAC for a long time. And then I got a niche. I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get a real estate license. And when I got that, I just got involved and in touch with a lot of great people. And there's a guy that, a good friend of mine, his name's Ramon. And uh he got me in touch with pretty much everybody. Wow, that's uh, that's brilliant. I like how you went and got your license there. There's also um, local associations of realtors. So local, uh, you know, your town, Albuquerque Association of Realtors, probably. And they have meetings, you know, weekly or monthly meetings. And, and that might be something to go and speak to them. It's amazing how many realtors are unaware that the sewer line is a potential disaster for the home buyer. So, you know, just food for thought, you know, you might want to hit a meeting or two. Same for the listeners out there. You know, befriend a realtor like you already have and see if you can go talk to them and get some more, you know, referral sources 
feeding you some leads. Yes. And then that's when I was mentioning that um, a good friend of mine, Ramon Casaus, got me involved with everybody because I had gotten a, I had gotten a real estate license. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So the real estate license is brilliant. And I was pointing out to the, uh, to the audience that there's probably an Albuquerque real estate association. All the agents go weekly meetings, monthly meetings. So for the audience out there, your local realtors will have an, a local association. They have meetings weekly and monthly. It would behoove you to, if you know somebody, get in the door there, ask to speak about the importance of uh, sewer inspections, and you could wind up with a whole bunch of people referring business to you. There's a lot of realtors out there that have no idea that the sewer inspection is so darn important. And there's probably one or two in that audience that have a horror story about a buyer who didn't do that. Oh, I'm sure. You know, absolutely. We, we see them all the time. We've had homeowners call us after the fact and have us uh, go on camera drain. And we're like, well, did you guys get this camera or what happened here before? Oh, man. They, they never did. And sure enough, it's a crack and it's it's a big job. You got to break up concrete, you know, different man, things like that. That's a nightmare. Don't want to be on the buyer's end of that on a house. No. Yeah, crazy. No. So tell me, what got you into the plumbing business? What made you open your own business? Yeah. So basically, I've been doing this stuff for my entire life, really. Um, I was a young kid and, and my dad had me involved in it. I ran a gas line with him. I ran a swamp cooler or I installed a swamp cooler with him. I'm sorry. And, you know, just growing up, I've always been like, well, what do I need to do? You know, you've got questions. There's so many different avenues to take. And since I was a young kid, that's what he always said. He's like, just do HVAC. It's always very simple and straight to the point, And I'd never really been involved in anything else besides this. Nice, nice. And so you worked for a bunch of companies, and then uh, you got the, the entrepreneur uh, bug to do your own gig? No, so I've actually only worked for three companies. And a big thing for me was I kind of like to move at a fast pace. You know, I kind of – I don't like the governor and ceilings that people try to put on you at times. So that was a big encouragement factor when I said I'm going to open up my own businesses, just providing that platform for other people to grow, but for myself as well. You know, I knew I knew I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to unless I did this. So that's what kind of encouraged it. Nice. Nice. I like it. Is there a uh, a particular service or customer type that you like to go after? Do you prefer those sewer line jobs or water heater jobs or? Anything you look? No, well, I mean, split systems, of course, are, are uh, a very lucrative thing. But anyone and anything, you know, we've taken on so many different projects, all shapes and sizes of them. Really, you know, some are some are small and some are big. We even tried to get into painting at one point. We've we've gotten a little crazy with it, but you know, <laughs> we're always looking for looking for a new demographic or a way to scale. There you go. There you go. Well, more money in the HVAC side than the plumbing side, would you say, or or the uh, no, it's pretty much split what we do now. Because the plumbing is more repeat business and such? Plumbing, I would say, is definitely more consistent. You know, as you know, HVAC is, it, it's seasonal. It, it is seasonal. Right. So plumbing is, is much more consistent. But as far as work-wise, they're pretty much the same as far as what we do. We don't push one more than the other. Gotcha. Gotcha. What would you say is one of the biggest ingredients to growing your business? Uh, one of the biggest ingredients I would say is definitely over committing. And what I mean by that is so a big thing for us is when we were bringing, we were just hiring people when we weren't even looking, you know, over the last three or four months, we've hired five people, which forces us to grow because now we have to cover that cost. Uh, we bought brand new trucks. We've done things that are forcing us to grow and to get better and to cover costs. Like that's it. been the, been our biggest thing. I like it. Turn in the heat up on your, your own self. 
Yeah, you know, what's important is to hold yourself accountable in anything that you do. And yeah. if you commit, you got to deliver. So that's like been it. our biggest. I like it. What's your favorite part, do you think, of running, of owning and running a business? Um, Watching people get better. My favorite part is definitely providing a platform for people to grow and be successful. So, you know, I remember being the 19-year-old kid and I was sweeping a warehouse and would occasionally get field time. And it was always very frustrating to me. So definitely the biggest thing for me was, uh, you know, just providing that platform for people to get better. You know, I can, when people come on here, I want them to know that this is the place to be and they're going to become the best that they can be. I like it. I like it. I saw on your, I think it was on your Facebook page, maybe I saw some training videos and it was like, what, training, training day, right? Weekly training day or something like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, you did your research. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing for us. You know, definitely something we just started rolling out for the last few months, but teaching these guys how to be in front of a customer, how to, you know, how to take care of them, how to take care of the company and uh, take care of themselves. I like it. Do you bring in people for sales training also, or is it Primarily focused on plumbing and HVAC training right now. Primarily focused on HVAC and plumbing, but within this platform that we're on now, uh, it does talk a lot about sales. And that's one thing that I would encourage anybody listening to or listening yeah. to this is to learn the sales game. That's uh, yeah. Once you learn how to sell, you'll never be without work. So once you yeah, get that down, yeah. you're going to be doing great. Yeah, you have to distinguish yourself and be able to say why you're more expensive. You know, you're not, uh, you can't be all about just price and stuff. You'll You'll lose that battle. Exactly. Yep. What, and how to handle objections. You know, it's always too, everyone's, the price is always too high. It's never soon enough and different things right. like that. It's important to know how to handle, handle that uh, interaction with the customer. Exactly. You mentioned a platform. Are you on some kind of sales and marketing platform right now or? It's called Profit Rocket. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Victor Rancor, but he's the one that runs it. Nice. The other big one that we've done is uh, Grant Cardone. And oh yeah. A lot of the sales stuff that uh, helped me grow is pretty much all from that. And really what's helped us grow as a whole company. You know, when we were trying to call for property managements or when we have customers calling in or when we have customers calling in, knowing how to set appointments, learning how to close uh, an actual sale, different things like that. Yeah, 100%. Those are great. I'm not familiar with the first one. I'm sorry. What was that called again? Profit what? Profit Rocket. Profit Rocket. Okay. I'll check it out. I am familiar with Grant Cardone, of course. Yeah. Yeah, he's the king out there. And we really added a real estate market. In fact, I have one of my plumbing clients right now for the last, I don't know, four or five months. He's he, Him and his whole staff are taking the Grant Cardone uh, sales training. And man, he's he's crushing it ever Absolutely. since. Yeah. I can attest to it too. Like I said, when we had a uh, myself and Dominic, he's in the office. When we were calling property managements, having that foundation down was incredible. Yeah. That was way ahead. Anytime, uh, yeah, just anytime we're dealing with customers or different things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. How about like uh, what other kind of tools you guys use? You use CRM, customer database. Yeah, yes, sir. We sure do. It's called Service Point Pro. Nice. It's been great. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They're pretty new. So. Big company out here basically had a, made another branch and created Service Point Pro, which is a huge CRM and been great for us. It tracks, it tracks the, you know, numbers, cost percentages, gross percentages, all the different things like that. Excellent. So you got your price book in inside of that CRM as well? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So the guys out in the field are not calling you every 10 minutes for a price on this, that or the other thing? Yeah. No, not most of the time. You know, there, there's always a, 
a one-off job where they got a few questions, but you know, it's not right. a problem. We take care of it. Right. Nice. Nice. What would you say is the biggest challenge right now for, for your business and growing it into the future? Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges was, so we're a newer business. You know, we've only, this is the start of our third year. So one of the biggest challenges I would say is, you know, no one knows you yet. No one knows us yet. We're not a big company. We don't have a huge reputation. We don't have all the trucks, but that's definitely the biggest one is, is you're trying to build a brand and trying to get people aligned, trying to put in systems and processes. That is difficult, you know, getting people yeah. aligned. Yeah. Systems are hard to do. You're trying to go about your day. And at the same time, you're trying to establish, you know, long-term systems that work, getting feedback by, you know, your team or even your customers, you know, hey, what could we have done better, you know, to make your experience better? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, surveying your customers pretty important too, and your team. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're, here's our system, but you got a way to make it better. You know, we're not, you know, it's not in concrete. We need your feedback. Yeah, no, that's a great point because one thing that one of the core values actually is just being transparent, and we always say it's an open door. And if you got an idea or a way that we need to figure out to do this better, bring it on. Let's see, let's see how we can make it work and. Like Make it. us all successful at doing it. Great attitude, man. That's that's how you get better every day. You know, if you get your ego in the way, we're we're all in trouble, right? Uh, you got to throw that out the door if you ever try to run a business. If you ever try to run a team, the ego yeah. I know can get in the way sometimes. But you gotta you gotta get rid of it if you want to help people grow. Because no one's gonna be on on board if they see that you're not willing to help yeah. them. Yep. Good advice. Good advice. How about marketing? What's the worst marketing dollars you ever spent? Would you say? Yeah. So the worst one I've ever done was when I first started. So we hadn't even like officially launched yet, but we were just getting everything going. So I bought this marketing platform for about, it was $8,000. And basically what it was is we got like third-party leads and this guy would run bots for us on LinkedIn. And I think we got one deal out of it. And it was, uh, oh man, it was very difficult. Uh, I didn't know any better at the time and I was just willing to go for it. So I did. And you know, you live and you learn, but that was, oh yeah. Absolutely the one that I was like, this was a mistake. Yeah. Well, it was pricey, but it was cheaper than college, right? So there you go. Yeah. You, yeah. The school yeah. of hard knocks, as they say. School of hard knocks. Nobody's got a hundred percent win. You know, the best baseball players are 300 or above, right? So uh, there you go. That's only one out of three, man. So it's all good. How about the best? Uh, have your, you mentioned trucks. Do you guys wrap your trucks or magnets or anything like that? Yeah, no, no, no. We wrap them all. Yeah, nice. That's really good advertising right there. It's free advertisement at that point. Yeah. The initial cost, but after that, it's free. The more trucks you have on the street, the more eyes you see, or the more eyes that see the trucks. Exactly. You know, the neighbors are out there seeing your truck out there working on somebody's house and stuff. It's or just driving around. You know, it's a moving billboard. So you know. Exactly. And And we've gotten quite a few of those calls too. People call in and say, "Hey, we just saw you guys driving by." you guys do furnaces or whatever the call may be and good idea i don't know if you guys did it but you know it's a good idea to throw a tracking phone number just for the the truck wraps on the truck wrap so now you could track you know phone calls that come in just from the trucks correct no that's yeah that's a great idea yeah it's hard to think of but you know for guys out there who are just starting and thinking about wrapping your truck you know go get yourself a separate tracking number and put that number on the truck and now you'll be able to track you know what the trucks themselves are bringing in but they're way worth it even if you're not tracking it they definitely perform for you absolutely 
And the, just to sing the name, you know, it's like the, uh, yeah. The, people just see it. I mean, that's what's important. They may not call you in that moment, but if they see enough of your trucks, if they got a leak in the house, the first thing they're going to think of is what they've seen the most, you know, the subconscious yeah. marketing stuff. Exactly. Subconscious marketing. I like it. I like it. How about do you run lead gen at all? So Google ads, Yelp, Home Advisor, Nextdoor, and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So a big thing for us this year is to be omnipresent, which means we're trying to be everywhere. So I could tell you to answer your nice. question specifically, we are running sponsored Google ads right now. We've always ran Yelp. We're running things on Instagram. We're running Facebook. And we have a neighborhood app out here called Nextdoor. And that one's been huge for us. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with that one. Yeah, yeah. That one's been massive. Yeah, that thing's booming, actually. Nextdoor is... And Yelp. Yeah, Yelp ads are good. Anybody listening to you, I would highly recommend Yelp. So interesting enough that we're talking about it, we actually just closed a job with Paramount today, the movie company. Really? So, And they found us on Yelp. So I went out there the other day, gave a quote, and we came to an agreement on it. So it's just interesting. That's awesome, man. That you're bringing that up. Because, yeah, Yelp has been... Yelp has been huge. Yeah. I see you guys posting on, on Facebook pretty regularly. I didn't hit your Instagram, but I also seen on Google business profile, what they call it now. You got somebody or yourself is posting on there every week or so. So those are really good, especially that Google. So for listeners out there to Google, your Google profile, your business profile uh, allows you to post. You know, you can put specials, you can all kinds of, there's three or four different kinds of posts. Really good to post regularly on there. It'll it'll help boost up your rankings in Google Maps itself. So Absolutely. Now that's a big part of, of the overcommitting part too, because you're paying for it. So Google sponsored ads, they're they can be expensive, but it's part of you know it's, it's just part of the commitment part. You got to commit because now you have to cover the lead costs. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you do that internally, or you got an agency helping you there, or we have a we have an agency from here in Albuquerque that does it. There you go. Nice. And they've done they've done a very good job for us. I can't you know I can't complain. Yeah, good, good. Send us they send us like weekly updates about how our website's performing, everything reviews, how many clicks we've had on Facebook. They send us everything. Sweet, I like the w- website by the way. Really good job, good colors, good layout. I love how all the communications are up on top. So really good. So for listeners out there, they can look at uh, NCB again. November Charlie Bravo Mechanical dot com. Super good template to use to to create your own site out there. Yeah, that would be some other advice as well. Is uh, we kept our website very simple. So as you've seen, it's just a single page. When I was getting started, there was a few people that just got crazy with ideas, and I just didn't want anything crazy. We just needed something yeah. simple. No one really wants to search your website that much, so just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yep. As time goes on, you know SEO, you know creating blog articles and stuff like that might be something that you look at. You know, as a long-term investment, it does not produce return right away. It takes one, you know, six months, 18 months to start producing. But, you know, once you get over the years, you get 50, 100 articles on your blog, starts bringing in traffic. It'll boost your website and your Google Maps for local rankings, even just for, you know, you can, I like to create, tell clients to create, like, so if you want water heater business, you go out, you create five articles related to water heaters. How big a water heater do I need? Tank versus tankless, so on and so forth. You link them to your water heater page, and and now you're powering up your water heater service pages. Yep, absolutely. But it is an investment. It doesn't produce uh, ROI right off the bat, so it's a long-term investment. Pretty much most marketing seems to be you know, like yeah. that. Unless you're doing direct leads like, uh, like Angie's List, which is 
it's pretty much a love-hate relationship with Angie's List. So. <laughs> yeah, everybody has a love-hate with Angie's List Home Advisor. So, yeah, yeah, but... It's hit or miss. Hit or miss, yeah. Your Google search ads and your Yelp ads are bringing in leads immediately. That's an immediate ROI. 100%. Those are the most important. And then, again, is anybody that has the Nextdoor app, that is... Yeah, that too, right, exactly. So those keep your, your trucks rolling. How about the existing clients, Brandon? Do you guys do any staying connected, so email or text marketing or direct mail to past clients? Yeah, so we pretty much actually just rolled that out. Nice. And that's what it is, it is consistent emails. We just rolled out a uh, a maintenance agreement as well. Oh, so that keeps us in houses and in touch with the customer and pretty much kind of almost like locks them in with you, you know, at least for the year. As long as you do your part, it's a great service to provide. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. Yeah, those are probably the two most important things to do for the longevity of your company, you know, because we got no control of Google ads and Yelp ads. The cost of these things are going to keep going up and up and up and eventually Sometimes they become ridiculous, you know, like, I don't know, you, you guys get into leak detection and stuff like that? No, no leak detection. There's a good friend of ours that, that actually does leak detection. So he's nice enough that when he has it and it's, if it's a slab leak or something like that, uh, he usually kicks it to us. And uh, nice. Yeah. Some of those keywords on Google search ads can be crazy expensive for water damage, leak detection. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to get into leak detection. I think that's a great service to provide. And especially if you can do it all in house, you know, you're charging for a leak search, which is one job. And then you're charging for the other job, which is a separate job. So you can, yeah. you know what I mean? You're getting both sides of it. We love it. We love it on our end. Our plumbers love it. Trying to get one of my plumbers to create a training class on it, actually. So maybe six months, 12 months from now, we'll, we'll have something we, we launch. Cause what he did was he went out and got IICRC certified as a water damage mitigation certification. And so, and he opened up a separate company to do that, right? So he goes in, he does the leak detection. They contact the insurance. So they don't stop there. They, if there's damage, you know, only if there's damage, they contact the insurance with the homeowner there. Insurance usually wants to send out their own plumber and mitigation company, but they say, Hey, we handle it right here. So now you get paid out here in California. You get paid about 450 bucks for the locate and cap. The leak. Look, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. They, did, what did they got, do? Where did you guys get the uh, service from? Or where did you guys get the certificate from? There's a organization, IICRC. So you can just Google that. Okay. I forget what the hell it stands for. But that's the, uh, the national certification for water damage mitigation. And then also they have a separate one for restoration. You don't really want to get in the restoration business. That's general contractor crap and a nightmare. But the mitigation, man, is unbelievable. So so here again, so they'll pay for the cap, right? Locating cap. If you got continuous floors, wood or tile floors, they don't want you jackhammering the floor up in a slab concrete or concrete slab. So they'll pay to reroute the leaking line. So there's another whatever, two grand, twenty five hundred, three thousand. Now what he does is he brings in his mitigation company. That, uh, way. so, you know, you got to invest in equipment. So he's got the certification. He's got a bunch of dryers, dehumidifiers, you know, stuff that seals off the, the room or the part of the room that's all wet. And then they come in, they cut out all the wet materials. They seal it off. They put in the dryers and dehumidifiers and they leave, you know, and they come back every few days and test with water meters to see if it's all dried out and 
once it is, then it's and all that is 100% covered by most insurance companies. So the cap, okay, the reroute, and the mitigation. And that mitigation part there is so simple. It's way simpler than your reroute. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. You're going to get paid as much or more than your reroute and your cap for, just for the mitigation side. And then you bring in the restoration. So, you know, there's a time lag on the money, right? Insurance companies are in there. Correct. So that they might pay you in 60 or 90 days or something. Well, actually, they're going to pay the homeowner in most cases, and the homeowner pays you. But you even get to waive any deductible if there is one usually because there's huge margins in the, on the mitigation side. Yeah, so, I, I could totally see it. You know, there just seems – there's just so many steps to it. You know, there's so many different areas that you can grab and touch. So yeah, I can yeah. totally see how that could be lucrative. And, yeah, it's just one profit center. You know, drain cleaning, throwing a camera down there, doing sewer jobs. That could be a, just a, a living right there. It's all kinds of little carve-outs you can make in your business. Exactly. Pretty awesome. But I love how you're doing the VIP or, you know, annual service agreement. So that's good. Yep. That keeps you top of mind. You know, you're in their place where you go once a year, maybe do a inspection or something like that. Yeah, no. So ours is four. It's a, well, if you have a swamp cooler, I should say. Oh, okay. So you get um, plumbing, you get heating and you get cooling. So I apologize. Three. Nice. Yeah. Three visits. Spring, yeah. fall. And then of course, plumbing, you could do whatever. Yeah, that's beautiful. So no matter what comes up, you're getting that call on the, the plumbing or HVAC side. That's beautiful. Exactly. You know, they're not going to a competitor. You know, putting a uh, a sticker, which we all should do anyway, put a sticker on all the equipment we replace and stuff like that. But, yeah. You know, having that service agreement, well, it gives you a monthly recurring revenue, right? So maybe uh, five years from now, 10 years from now, that could be pretty significant revenue. Exactly. And part of that is so... You don't really make so much revenue on the front end. You right. make revenue on the back end when these guys are in the house and actually looking for things that they need, uh, that the customer could use. You know what I mean? Exactly. But when you're selling a service agreement for 250, you're not going to, you're not going to become rich off of 250 a call, no. but these guys can make money and take care of the customer properly when they're able to really do a 360 of the house and the full plumbing system and all that stuff. Yeah, 100%. You're right. Uh, you're probably not going to make money. There'll be just cash flow coming, but you're right. It's going to it's gonna uncover jobs and uh, X percent of those houses are going to need work each and every year. And you're the guy there. You know, I love it. You said also an email newsletter or something going out too? Yeah, it's just an email, you know, whether we're running whatever we're doing at the time, $70 water inspect, a water heater inspection, $75 furnace, inspection, whatever that is, we throw it out there. I like it. I like it. We just, uh, with one of our clients there, we started a holiday email series, right? So one for each month. And then in each one of those uh, holiday emails is an offer, right? So there's, here's a, here's an offer on a plumbing inspection. Here's a, or a reminder. So here it's time to flush your water heater or descale. Time to inspect the drains. You know, these kinds of things. So those anything are you can do to stay top of mind is, is what you need to be doing. Yeah. I like it, man. You're all over it. Yeah. We try, you know, but even the people we have running our Instagram right now, I tell them it doesn't matter whose it is. Start liking pictures, start congratulating people when they're selling houses or whatever it is, but everything. Nice. Just try to always be top of mind. I like it, man. That's great. Yeah. Social media. You know, most of us are not giant fans of it, but um, yeah. it it is the platform to market on 
you know, people out there like Gary Vee and stuff, you know, run gigantic media companies and trying to tell Fortune 500 companies, nobody's, nobody's looking at the billboard. I heard him talking, uh, he's like, okay, so you're, you're paying for a billboard on the freeway. And he goes, there's people, four people in a car, one person's driving. Maybe they see the billboard, maybe not. What do you think the other three people, most of them are on their damn phones? Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. So, and that, and pretty much my whole age demographic is on, is on their phone. Yeah. We're kind of like part of that, that boom. So it's, it's been huge for us, to be honest. Every time I post on something, someone responds. So yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You even share your, you know, your reviews on there and some, an occasional DIY tip, you know, and that kind of stuff. Share your team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw your stuff on Facebook. It's awesome, man. I like, uh, and you're branding it too. I like how you're putting your logo on a lot of those images and stuff like that. So hats off to you. Yep. Thank you. But that's, that's part of it. You know, your logo has to be what people think of. So yeah, you want to brand yourself today. You know, I, I was, uh, I just discovered I was super wrong about something. I used to think that the service industry was immune from corporate takeover. Right. It was like the one area where blue collar work would survive and these giant guys are not Wall Street's not going to move in and take over. Not no more. I'm dead wrong. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my last interview, I found out. So there's a company out here, Next Gen in in California, Next Gen Heating and Air. Yeah. But Uh, Ismail. Ismail. Yeah. Ismail. There you go. Sold that sucker for 200 million, something like that. Yeah. Huge right now. Huge. And then a A1 garage door. Yep. Tommy Mello. Tommy Mello. And, and by the way, you should follow, everybody should follow Tommy Mello's podcast. Damn. I forget the name of it. Home, home service millionaire or something like that. Yeah. M E L L O. Tommy Mello. So he, he started a garage door company. Same thing about seven, 10 years ago, maybe. And then he made it locally. He grew it really nicely. And then he started buying all these little local, all in something like 25 states. He, he created a massive training center. He just sold that company for something like $1 billion. Which was the biggest home service sale ever. 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 Private equity money came in. So, so these guys are coming in. So let's fast forward like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. And Wall Street owns these kind of companies all over the place. Yeah. Um, so last week I interviewed a plumbing company, uh, gosh, out in Oceanside. The guy's name's escaping me right now. Bob Mueller. And he was like, he was like, yeah, these guys are going to be stealing all your best guys because they'll have great benefits, better pay, better equipment, better trucks. They'll have better everything. And so in 15 or 20 years, it's going to be really hard to be a, a little local guy competing against some of these giants, you know, that have never really been there in anybody's market before. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's becoming a big deal with the, with them stepping in. And I think they finally just realized how lucrative a business it is. You know, people that don't know, don't understand that it's a very lucrative business. So these big guys that come in. They know what the profit margins are. They know how they, what they can tap into and, and get. So yeah, it's yeah. going to just going to get more and more. And then they can leverage that, right? They can buy supply yeah, they have all the cheaper. Yeah. They can buy cheaper than, than the rest of everybody else. So their competitors. So yeah, it's crazy, man. 
So you're doing the right thing is what I'm pointing out. Branding yourself, making yourself available on all social, you know, leaving no stone unturned, so to speak, and and just really making your brand notice in your local market. That's how, you know, you're going to get that phone call someday. Private equity is going to call you and, yo, Brandon, we want to talk. I'm going to tell them they got the wrong number. This is homegrown grassroots. There you go. There you go. Well, you're doing the right thing to pivot and be able to compete, right? So you, you yeah, make yourself yeah. branded locally and you, you definitely can still compete with those guys, but, but not if you don't do all those things, right? Correct. So. Kind of like what you said. I think here in 10 years or so, it's going to be very, very difficult to be a startup company, like incredibly yeah. difficult based off of what I, you're saying. I mean, you're either going to be a well-established business that isn't going to do private equity or you're going to sell out to private equity because why wouldn't you for 200 million? So, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, I think agree. here in 10 years be very difficult because no startup company just has the capital that these guys have. So yeah. why is someone going to sacrifice to come on with you? You know? Yeah, it's absolutely. And you won't have, you know, you won't be able to offer benefits and all that stuff coming out. Exactly. of the gate. And so, Yeah. That's going to be super tough. Yeah. Or at least to get the best guys, you know, it won't be impossible, but yeah, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot tougher, man. Nothing's impossible. But it'll be much more difficult. Yeah. Way more difficult. All right. Let's see. What would you say? What's your favorite part of running the business? Would you say? Uh, still just, you know, providing a platform for people. Like I mentioned before, I remember I didn't really get much of an opportunity coming up. So it's always been important for me to watch, watch people grow and help them grow, you know, have them be at not just a job, but a career and a place that they can see their future in as well. That's always been extremely important to me. That's awesome, man. You know, uh, helping other people succeed. Yeah, I did ask that earlier. I'm sorry, but you expanded on a little bit better uh, this time. So I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Of course. What advice, Brandon, would you give somebody who is just starting right now? Uh, the best advice I could give anyone would be to be patient. So it takes time to put systems in place. It takes time to put processes in place. It takes time to get trucks. It takes time to get the right CRM and all these things. And and that was my biggest area that I needed to grow in is that I need to understand that it took it took patience. You know, it wasn't just going to happen overnight. People need to be tech need to be trained up correctly. All this, all these different things. I like it. Well, you've done a lot in two, three years, I would say, man. So I speak to a lot of guys. They're still struggling, you know, sometimes after 10 or 15. And so hats off to you, man. You, you yeah. Well, it. you know, we've been able to, to get around some, we have an incredible team here. Um, these guys have always stepped up and, and handled business. So, you know, it takes a, it takes a village, as they say, but I couldn't, yeah. couldn't be happier with the group that we got right now. Nice. Way to go. What kind of resources would you recommend to somebody starting up to? So Grant Cardone and your Profit Rocket? Yeah, those different resources. I think most importantly, though, you need a network. You need to, you need to, people need to know you. People need to know what you're doing. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, if you're at the, at the bar watching a game, people need to know what direction you're going in. That's what's going to help you be successful. You can't put, you can't, um, you'd you become almost kind of skipping steps if you just jump straight to the Grant Cardone stuff. You need to build a network. You need to get around people that, that know you and just say it again, know what you're trying to do. I like you need it. to get I like it. Yeah. Local networking. You can do the social on your own coming out of the gate. You don't have to have an agency. So certain things, uh, you know, you can do yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So just, you just use Facebook. Hey, I'm about to open up an HVAC business. Would love to work with you. Your first call, I'm going to do it for free. People are going right. to share it. That's what you need to do. Then you need to learn how to close the deal. You need to market first and then close the deal second. So Yeah, yeah. And get your pricing right. 
What was that like for you, getting your price book together? That's a great question. It was incredibly difficult, I'll say that. So we started in November of 2020. With that being said, you had, well, first of all, you're in the middle of a pandemic, talking about inflation, then you're talking about chip shortages, the cost of equipment skyrocketed. So that was huge for us. You know, I think I think we've gone up. So we did a four ton split system. We're doing another one now. We've gone up almost thirty five hundred dollars in three years. And we're wow. a, you know what I mean? We're a smaller company, but that's been huge for us is that was difficult. <laughs> Still is. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't easy and good for you for staying on top. Not only is it not easy to put the price book together, but that it's hard to keep it up with current numbers, you know, pricing. Absolutely. And there's certain margins we have to hit, you know, and that's something we've been harping on a lot lately is profit percentage and different things like that, because it gets chopped up 20 times before it's finally done. You know, you have truck costs, you have marketing costs, you have employment costs, you have all these different things. So we've really harped on um, our percentages lately. Yeah, that's great. You know, there's a book out there I read a while back last year or so, Profit First for Contractors. You heard it at all? I forget that guy's name. Sean, man, I can't remember his name. Profit First for, there's uh, two books actually. One's called Profit First and then uh, Sean, I believe his name is, created a takeoff of it, Profit First for Contractors, which basically tells you, you know, when that revenue comes in, uh, basically open up five bank accounts. One's taxes, one's profit, so on and so forth. And so, and you best be taking 15, 20% and taking it out, putting it into the tax account another one into the profit account and the rest, you know, you're left with 55 or so percent for running your business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky, you're running it correctly, you know, so. Yeah. If you can't pay Uncle Sam, you're in trouble every quarter or every year, however you file. And everyone uh, wants a little bit. Everyone wants a piece of what you got. They do. And if you're not making a profit, then hell, just close the damn business and go to work for somebody else. Life is a lot easier, right? So It is. That's a very underrated thing that, you know, just a lot of people don't know is, is it looks great and it sounds great. Say, so, yeah, I have a business and I run a business, but it's, it's extremely expensive that no one really, not very many people understand that. I should say on the front end, when you first start, I didn't, I know I could say right. that I did not. Right. You just think it's time and materials, but no, you got trucks yeah. and insurance and, you know, maybe offices and yeah. Workman's comp. Workman's comp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It adds up fast, man. And if you're not watching it, yeah. Direct deposits are charged. You know what I mean? Everything is everything. Whatever you see out of business, it they cost. Yeah, exactly. And you will review with your CPA or accountant is a good thing too. You know, make sure, hey, you know, we're not we're not bleeding this year, you know? Yes. I well I probably bug mine, you know. I call her every where are we at? What do I need to do? What do I have to work with at the end of the year? Am I good to get this? You know, I constant communication with them because they they know the game and you got to learn it too. Exactly. It, basically, it is a numbers game. It's a math game. You know, we're we're in the profit game, profit and loss game potentially. Correct. And we're in the sales game. And then you know, no matter what business you're in, those are your two primary businesses or factors of your business. So. Yep, you got to make a profit. Yeah, you know the plumbing and HVAC and uh, you know whatever from on my side marketing. That's that's the third thing in the line, right? Yep, you got to know what you're doing in the other two first. Absolutely, Um, awesome man, great uh, great discussion. Any questions? uh, You know, if you were in my shoes, I should ask you, Brandon. No, I think you think you did a great job. To be honest, you kind of covered everything. 
you kind of cover where you start, where you're at, where you're going, everything. So I like it. I like it. Where can uh, listeners, so if we got some Albuquerque plumbers out there or HVAC technicians, you know, where can they, or or just clients who who want who need some work, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So of course our website NCB Mechanical, and then I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. Both are at Brandon Size. Instagram is uh, Brandon underscore Size underscore NCB. So I'm on there a lot. Those, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I appreciate that. A million thanks, Brandon, for coming on the show, sharing your time and expertise with us. We appreciate it. It was great, and part, I appreciate part the of branding. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to our listeners out there for sharing their time and attention with us. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast so you can notify the future episodes. Feel free to share this one on your social channels. Good luck out there, and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.